Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of This Week in the World of Football. After a brief five-week hiatus, we are back. This is episode number 238 for April 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Randy Snow. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some things that we missed all the time when we were off. We're changing things up, and I'm a little discombobulated already. Today, we're going to review some of the things that we missed during our time off. We have news from the NFL and the CFL, as well as scores from the IFL and the CIF. For our history lesson this week, we tell the story of Archie Griffin, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner so far. And I can't do this alone, so with me as always, across the table from me is my son Adam. Wow, yeah, we, boy, man, you, it doesn't matter how many times you practice or rehearse or try to explain what we, we should do with a, with a new rundown. I hate last-minute changes, oh. and you're throwing them at me left and right. Hey, just, hey, when ideas come to me, you know how big of a stickler I am. Yeah. And I think these are going to be some good changes going forward, and you'll get used to them. And <laughs> hey, we took it—we took a long enough break. I think you, we did. you did it to to get some feng shui, yep. you know, rearranged in your office slash man cave. Well, three fourths of the time off studio. was just spent cleaning up this room and yeah. doing nothing else. <laughs> but you know, hey, usually whenever we have—we've never really done a break, but we figured let's try, yeah, change some things. Yeah. So we tried reformatting the the podcast. We still got some changes we might try to do in the upcoming weeks. Because, hey, we got stale doing it for 230-something-odd weeks, and uh, we want to kind of keep ourselves on our toes. Like, shoot, you even got a new chair in here? Yeah, I got Did a I new chair. I get to sit in? Oh, my gosh, my lumbar support yeah, I'm allowing great. you to sit in Oh, allowing me. This is great. This is the new chair, too. Ooh. All right. We come to you each week from the World of Football Man Cave, located right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're here to promote the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. We're here to inform and, inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping a close eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on one of our many platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Where we post the entire audio portion of this show as well as other selected videos. So let's begin with a review of what happened while we were off. And I think thought that this was going to be a good time for us to be off. The month of March. Yeah, what could happen? It's usually pretty slow. Uh, nothing's really happening. So I can't imagine what we miss. But uh, uh, I just want to start out by saying, man, I'm so glad that Tom Brady retired. Gosh, I was so happy well, when that Well, I hate to I break it to you there. And... But um, unfortunately, after 40 days, Tom Brady came out of retirement. What? Say yeah. what? I know, I know. It's, you know, I hate to break it to you. That's one of the things that I couldn't believe. So... I know it's hard to hear, and you know, as as bad as it is hearing Tom Brady's coming back, I'm just as disappointed to hear that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't gonna come back with that creamsicle uniform and all. I'm, you know, it's one of those looks, the classic. You got the mini helmet up there on the shelf. Mm -hmm. that I just, I totally dig that look, and I'm well, so upset Tom Brady might never get to wear that uniform. I got some news for you. What? Uh, they are bringing back that creamsicle uniform. What? That's not this year. But in 2023, but that's you a will... whole year away. Tom Brady could retire and unretire again true. by that point. That's very true. Okay, so... that's just you. You got to be kidding me with this. 
Another thing that has been bothering me lately is, uh, you know, we we were there for the Bears game. Oh God, what a, uh, on Thanksgiving! Another last last second field goal and uh, dagger and, to the heart. Yeah, and I'm just worried that the Bears are still going to be better than Detroit this year, and it's been I bugging mean, me because we should be better than the Bears. Well, why should we be better than the Bears? Well, because they're in our division, and well, we we don't like the teams in our division. We don't like Minnesota. We don't like uh, Chicago. We don't like Green Bay. Well, I I hate to break this to you, but I mean, I don't know where this bit was going, but. You know, Khalil Mack is no longer going to be a Chicago Bear. He actually ended Say up getting, what? He actually ended up getting traded <laughs> to the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know if you uh, knew that. Oh, that's that's good news. So I don't think the Bears will be much better than Detroit. Much like you know, uh, I you know don't think that there's anything that's going to make me watch Monday Night Football this year. You know, there's no changes they can make. You know that that broadcast crew. You know they've had the last few years is so stagnant, so stale. I just hold I think, on there, Bucko. Uh-oh. Uh, Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman are the new Monday Night Football broadcast what? team. What are you telling me? Yeah, I'm telling you that they're going from Fox and uh, they're going to Monday Night Football. Now, I've never been a big Joe Buck fan, uh-huh. but I do think they are a good team, uh, and I think they will bring a lot uh, to Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, I've always said that, that Monday Night Football is more about um, – the the whole event you know who's you know howard cosell and and dandy don and and those guys they made monday night football you you didn't care what the game was you were there because of the announcers and what fun it was going to be well now it's it's kind of getting that vibe where you've got uh joe buck and and uh, troy aikman that uh are going to be the monday night football crew and i think um i think it's it's a good thing for monday night football i really yeah. do i, I mean uh I guess, but like now, now I'm worried about what they're going to do for Thursday night football because I mean Thursday night football is, you know, super stale, and uh, now they're not not going to have Troy Aikman and, uh, yeah, I can't uh, remember who uh, they, Joe Buck who they got for that. Okay, wow, thanks for ruining this bit. I, I don't Kirk know. Herbstreet and okay. Al Michaels will now be the Thursday night football. See, I didn't, I didn't remember. Oh, so. <laughs> Yeah, clearly that didn't make it to the run now. But hey, no. look, I know there's a lot of stuff. I mean, so much happened during this time off. And all I'd like to say is, I know we heard rumors and there were, you know, things going around about Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. And I am just glad that he's going to stay put. I can't imagine him in anything else but those ugly Seattle Seahawks uniforms. You know, when they put him in the Hall of Fame someday, you know, I can't wait for that picture they put with, you know, well, they used to put the picture with the shrine, but now, you know, uh, when they sell the T-shirts, all we'll be able to get is the one T-shirt of Russell Wilson in the Seahawks colors. Not and so fast, there, son. Uh, Russell Wilson was traded to Denver what? by Seattle. When? So uh, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> during our time off. Oh, geez. So that's another thing we missed. I know you've always liked uh, Russell Wilson, and uh-huh. uh, you you're always thinking, oh, this like is going to be his year. Well, every year maybe it'll Russ's be his year, year in Denver. Uh, you know, all the talk was that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to go to Denver. That's that's Man. all you heard. Then all of a sudden, this came out of nowhere. So uh, that was really, really weird. But I, I tell you what, I've got a prediction about another quarterback. Uh-huh, what's that? I predict Deshaun Watson will never play again in the NFL. Ooh, I, I mean, hate to break this. Hold on. He... I'm going to stop you right there. He actually signed a $230 million guaranteed contract no. with the Cleveland Browns. No. In a trade from the Houston Texans. <laughs> um this leaves Baker Mayfield. You know, I I know now this is enough of a shock that you know Watson's taken over as Browns quarterback, and now Baker Mayfield has requested a trade. So we're still waiting on that. Apparently, two hundred and thirty million dollars all guaranteed. Is that what you're telling me? I know, I know. But hey, you know what I, I'm excited about right now? Yes, yeah, sure. Matt Stafford left Detroit, and yeah, sure he went and won a Super Bowl. 
But you know what? That contract is up this year. And that could mean that he could pull a LeBron James and come back to Detroit as Detroit is rebuilding with a better roster to get Detroit to the Super Bowl. And maybe in a year or two, with Matt Stafford back at the helm of the Detroit Lions, we will be Super Bowl bound with number nine under center. And I can't imagine a much better feeling than seeing that gunslinger throwing the ball around on our field at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Son, for what? Son, son I, I hate to burst your bubble. And I I, I believe the same thing. You, everything you're saying uh-huh. is I, I could have wrote that myself. Yes. But uh, no, uh, Matthew Stafford uh, signed a uh, four-year, $169 million contract what? extension with L.A. What? I'm afraid he's not coming back to Detroit. And it pains me to say that. Oh, but man. I'm afraid, yeah, he's he's going to be a Ram for the rest of his life. Oh, no. But uh, I think he, eventually he'll still be on the Lions. Um, ring of oh, Honor. Ring of, well, ring of, what, the Pride of the Lions pride is the Lions. what they call it. I'm yeah, sure. he'll be there one of these days. And, and he, you know, he may win another Super Bowl this year. Um, I think you're maybe looking at a guy that's a lot closer to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame than he was before we got, uh, you know, before he got this uh, Super Bowl under his belt. So, yeah, yeah, he's not coming back. Four years, $169 million contract extension with the Rams. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, I'm still upset about the, I mean, we talked about this before, the USFL Michigan Panthers helmet and logo yeah they they ruined that they took my favorite team of the usfl of the 80s uh my favorite logo it was beautiful it was perfect and and they messed it up and they i'm, I'm just still really upset about it well you know i think i got some comforting news for you because guess what the original usfl is actually suing the current usfl over the names and logos that they're currently using. so That's probably because they saw what they did to the Michigan Panthers logo and helmet, and they're maybe, upset too, So maybe just the way maybe, maybe there won't be a USFL in a couple of weeks for all we know. God. Six out of the eight of them, they hardly changed at all. I have no problems with the updates to the, to the other six, but the Breakers and the Panthers were my two favorite helmets from the 80s. They were perfect, they were gorgeous, and they screwed up both of those. <laughs> so... Uh, they're on my naughty list right now. I'm, hey, I'm, hey. I'm less uh, enthused about the USF. I get that, now. but you know who's on my uh, my naughty list right now? Hmm. Even though Christmas is a long ways away. Arena Football TV, that's right. I'm calling you out. I am sick and tired of going week in and week out of going to your YouTube channel, which I subscribe to happily <laughs> on my own. Thank you very much. You need more Grand Rapids Rampage games. As former season ticket holders, I am appalled <laughs> and just flabbergasted that the lack of of Grand Rapids Rampage content that is put onto this channel, despite me being one of your thousands of subscribers. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve to be treated to Grand Rapids Rampage content, and I will not stand for another day, nay, another week of this injustice. Hold on there, Bunky. Uh, They recently posted a... Bunky? (laughs) Bunky. They recently posted a game from the 2000 season. In fact, it was the week one game. Los Angeles Avengers at the Grand Rapids Rampage. And this was a year before we became season ticket holders, so I have not seen this game. Uh, we, we, didn't have a chan- we, you know, we didn't have a chance to see it in person. So, uh, And I watched a little bit of the first part of the video, and it's all from the uh, LA Avengers perspective. I oh. think it was their local broadcasting team that was broadcasting from Grand Rapids, so you kind of get their perspective on the game. But yes, I was very happy to see that another... Uh, Rampage game got posted on there. Well, then I stand corrected, good sirs. (laughs) I apologize to the thousands of subscribers to Arena Football TV. 
and the runner of the arena football tv channel because you do some great work and uh you you know i just want you to know that as you should apologize so uh, that that's it for kind of the things we list i i guess we really did miss a lot we missed so much where you didn't even put half the stuff in here that i thought i know there's a lot more. matt ryan going from the falcons to the colts i mean who saw that coming um what was another mark then marcus Mariota ended up signing with the falcons instead Mm. And so many moves. I, I mean, was there another quarterback that I'm missing right now at the top of my head? I oh God, I'm sure. Like there was so sure. much. Yeah, there, there was, was so there was, darn there was, much. There was a ton of stuff. This, you know, we really did think this was going to be a slow time. We weren't going to. You thought lot. it'd be a slow time. I thought this was going to be a two week thing. So for three weeks, I was sitting there like, <laughs> so are we we firing it back up? And you're like, nope, I'm on vacation. I, I put my done I put my sunglasses and yet. sunblock on indoors. <laughs> I'm on vacation. <laughs> But, it, it, yeah, so much happened these, these last five weeks. We can't cover it all right now, but that's just a sample of some of the things that happened while we were taking a siesta and uh, regrouping ourselves. And I apologize for you uh, following along with our terrible bit that we did not rehearse. <laughs> no. <laughs> can't you tell? I mean, it was very <laughs> obvious. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right, well, let's move I just on. want to point out, you did a di- darn terrible job at some of these. Thank you. I'm sitting here rambling, just like, okay, are you going to interrupt me? I can't keep coming up with stuff. I'm not an improv comic over here. I'm not you. I don't like to interrupt, so I'm just going to let oh, you, wow. let you, you talk like yourself into a corner. And then I'll well, let me interrupt out. you because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It is time for our famous segment, The World of Football Scoreboard, presented by the worldoffootball.com's YouTube channel, World of Football Kalamazoo on YouTube. Go look us up. <laughs> That's not really a sponsor. I just felt like plugging that. Anyway, it was week four. That's right. We've missed a few weeks yeah, of the indoor we football three league season. Of their season. Um, and I guess we'll maybe in the future we'll have to throw some standings up there. But right now, right, yeah. as of week four, we're going to fly through these scores because uh, I didn't get to see any of the highlights from these. I've seen no. I've seen the posts, and, and I'm excited to see where this season will go, a lot of these teams. So Friday night we had the Frisco Fighters defeat the Tucson Sugar Skulls 56-34. to then it was on Saturday night we had a doubleheader. The Arizona Rattlers defeated the Duke City Gladiators, forty-three to twenty-one. Was that not a revenge for the championship game? Uh, I don't recall. You could be right. I believe that. that was a revenge because Duke City got the last uh, second field goal on the Arizona Rattlers mm. to win that title game. And then Saturday, the well, actually this is a triple header on Saturday. My apologies. <laughs> the second of a triple header, the Iowa Barnstormers defeated the Green Bay Blizzard thirty-six to eighteen. As you can tell, I need it's been a while uh-huh. since I've read a, a scoreboard rundown. We're out of practice. So we are very out of practice. Um, and then finally Saturday, the Northern Arizona Wranglers. How about this? I don't remember them getting a win other than one time last season. They were Here, terrible last year. They were yeah. terrible. Now. Heck, First show back, they got a win. The Northern Arizona Wranglers defeating the Diego Strike Force. That should be San Diego. And here we go. Episode one back, and Randy's already got misspellings and typos. San Diego Strike Force. The San Diego Strike Force fell to the Northern Arizona Wranglers 45-28. to Then on Sunday, we had the Massachusetts Pirates defeat the Quad City Steamwheelers 36-25. to uh, Actually, maybe it was... Uh, was it the Pirates that won the championship against? Uh... No, I don't. I don't think so. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. We're terrible football year. fans. I don't remember what happened. We've five had five weeks, weeks ago. off. Yeah, we've had five weeks off. My football brain is trying to get reacclimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure people will uh, correct us. Anyway, the Massachusetts Pirates defeated the Quad City Steamwheelers, 36 to 25. And then on Monday, the expansion Vegas Nighthawks defeated the Bay Area Panthers. 53-27 to 27 to round out the week four scores from the Indoor Football League. And next week, I'm sure we will start adding 
the standings. Yeah, I thought uh, I might throw some standings out in the next week or two. But yeah. right now, it's you know, it's only not every team has played four games, so it's it's really. It's true, but I figured you know, catching people up, like how good are these teams? Like, did a winless team just right, win this yeah. week? I don't know. I have no clue either. Yeah. Now the Bay Area Panthers. That's the team that's owned by Marshawn Lynch, isn't yep. it? Okay. They were supposed to be the Oakland Panthers at first, right. and uh, they played one game and yeah, then they played dropped one game out last year, and and well, and then the COVID hit. So yeah, yeah they got one game in, but yeah. All right, we're going to move to Champions Indoor Football. This is also week four for them. Now, both of these leagues, the IFL and the CIF, both started their seasons on March 12th. So we missed a couple weeks. But uh, as of this past week, in week four, it was the Omaha Beef, the defending champions of the league. Oh, but you know that one. Yeah. Over the Wyoming Mustangs, 82-34. to It looks like last year's defending champion is picking right up where they left off. Uh, the Sioux City Bandits defeated the Billings Outlaws 57-44. to And there was supposed to be a game between the Rapid City Marshals and the Topeka Tropics, which are an expansion team this year, but I did not see a score today. I mean, it was a Saturday night game, supposedly. There was no score even as of today, so I don't know if that game got played or not. The Salina Liberty was supposed to take on a non-CIF team called the Arlington Longhorns, which I like that name, the mm-hmm. Arlington Longhorns. Uh, but that uh, they they never posted a score on that, and now that game is not even on their website. So I don't know what the heck's going on with that one, and that left the Southwest Kansas Storm with a bye last week. Hmm. So I don't know why they didn't play the Storm, why they had this game scheduled with the uh, Arlington Longhorns. I, I looked through most of the schedule, and I didn't see any other teams playing this Arlington team the rest of the season. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. But that's it for Champions in, Champions Indoor Football this week. And that brings an end to this week's World of Football scoreboard. So let's go into some NFL news. Owners voted 29-3 to to allow both teams a possession in overtime during the playoffs. Last year there were 21 overtime games during the regular season uh, and two in the playoffs. But I think it all came down to that Kansas City-Buffalo game. That's oh, what the whole a game. reason. One of the greatest it games you'll awesome. ever see, but ended it with such a yeah. disappointing like kind of Okay, now Josh Allen should get the ball, right? Right, yeah. Right? Well, no? That's, that's the rules. Whoever gets uh, it, if you score a touchdown, you win. And they did. They followed the rules, and that was it. But I think a lot of people, especially in Buffalo, I'm, well, I'm yeah, sure but, they but were But between that themselves. one and then a couple years prior when the, um, what was it, the Patri- or Patriots beat the Chiefs in that playoff game in overtime, uh, and Patrick Mahomes never got to get the ball back, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was one way or the other. It was a Chiefs-Patriots playoff game. Mm-hmm. They went to overtime. One team scored, you know, the touchdown to go, you know, win. The other team never got another possession. So, yeah. uh, but I think this is good. I think especially I think so. The, they, the playoffs, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. But I would like to see this given to the. Well, maybe not. The, I'm torn on the regular season aspect because we want to get the regular season games just done out of the way. Right. Nobody get hurt. Right. The playoff game, you need. Yes. There should not be a question. The fact that there were so many like, we think the Buffalo Bills would have just marched right down and then met, matched. That they, score. They've been but, doing it all the but, whole time. But I think half. that is key. Like that's it. Each team should just get one possession. And then after that, it's look, it's put up or shut up time. If you cannot stop them, then you don't deserve to win. Yeah. Uh but I hate I also hate the fact that it's determined by the flip of a coin, even at that right. point. So right. uh still not perfect. I don't think we'll ever have a perfect playoff right. uh outcome. So but I think they're doing the right thing. Step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Bills, they are getting a new $1.4 billion stadium. Oh, I thought you were saying that our Bills uh, for the podcast were going up. Oh, no. boy, I about had a heart attack. No. Uh, and uh, of that $1.4 billion, $850 million are coming from public funds. 
that's uh, made up of $600 million from the state of New York and $250 million from Erie County, where the uh, stadium will be located. They also are getting a 200, a 200, no, just, I guess a $200 million loan from the NFL. They're getting $350 million in a loan from the other NFL owners. Uh, so, so, I mean, this is, this is crazy. I saw that this whole plan uh, got part of, uh, got to be part of the uh, state budget just days before it was supposed to go, you know, be voted on. So they threw this in at the last minute. Uh, I don't know. But the groundbreaking for this stadium is supposed to take place uh, hopefully next year in 2023. The new stadium is going to be across the street from the current stadium. It's going to be a 60,000-seat open-air stadium, which is about 10,000 seats less from their current stadium. And it could open as soon as 2026 if they get the groundbreaking going next year. So my big question is, are they going to get a Super Bowl out of this yes. with an open-air stadium? Yes. I say no. I think they will. I say uh, February on the shores of Lake Erie in Buffalo, uh, the NFL is not going to give them a Super Bowl. But you mentioned before we turned the mics on, you did say they're losing about 10,000 seats in this right. stadium, right? You're going right. from 60,000. Uh, from 70,000 to 60,000. 60. But they're getting more luxury suites. And therein lies the key. <laughs> You got 60,000 dweebs out there who will pay $6,000 a pop for a regular old seat. Uh, then you got your nice luxury boxes where all your big celebrities can hang out and still see a Super Bowl in the comfort of a nice warm suite. Well, so it, it's one thing if the Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, of course, they they want their team to be there a year and a year uh, out. Two years in a row, the home team has hosted a Super Bowl. So let's see if this trend continues. <laughs> But I just don't think that uh, – I think they really got lucky when they had the one in New York, and the weather turned out great that day. But, right. boy, that had the, the potential to be just a terrible, terrible game. Could have. Um, but I think this is that's exactly why it'll be – they'll give it to Buffalo. You're getting a brand-new stadium, uh, regardless of if it's up north or not. That You're getting a brand-new stadium. I don't and care. That They're is never the going to give one to Green Bay, so why would they give one well, to Green Bay? Well, Green Bay doesn't have a brand-new stadium now, do they? Unless they build new Lambeau Field or new Favre uh, Field House or, uh, God forbid, the uh, Rogers Center in <laughs> Green Bay, Wisconsin. The, the Aaron Rodgers Center? The Aaron Rodgers Center <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Green Unless Bay. they put a roof over Lambeau Field, they are never going to get well, a We already saw New York did it without a roof. I think it's possible. Yeah. No, that was a one-time one time shot, and I don't think you're ever going to see that again. I, don't, I still opinion. think, if you ask me today, I say Buffalo will get it. Uh, mark my words. <laughs> I'm willing to stake this podcast. I will sell the yeah. podcast to anybody who's right. No, you're wrong. Well, I'm right. Okay, uh, the Jaguars are going to play one game at Wembley Stadium in London every year through 2024. So it for the next seem like three years, uh, they're I gonna... thought this was already a done deal. So like this wasn't even a big deal when I read well, this. Well, last year they didn't even play at Wembley Stadium. They were at that new... Uh, because of COVID. Twickenham. Well, I mean, even before that, they were oh. in Twickenham Stadium, that new stadium they got over there, which they built, you know, a special, film Ted Lasso, a special know. field just for NFL games. So that's where they kind of moved to. But... They're going to be playing at Wembley Stadium in London uh, for the next three years. And, and how would you feel as a as a Jaguars fan? I mean, if that was your team, you got one less uh, home game, or maybe it's maybe it's a road game they're they're taking. Away. I think it's I, a home game. I, I don't they'd, know. They'd be given. But yeah, I mean, you're going to see your team uh, one less game. Are, I'd say are you paying for the full. You know, uh, I'd say that's one ticket? less game of this garbage team I got to watch at home. I mean, unless unless you get like a sweet deal to fly across the pond there to go see them play in Europe, but. 
Uh, I wonder if they do have, uh, you know, like a local travel agent sets up a, a thing every year where you can get tickets. That's you know, a great ho- question. Fellow listeners out there, if you are a travel agent and or a Jaguars fan or a Miracle both, please email us at theworldoffootball at gmail.com or whatever our email address is. I don't know it at the top of my head. Info In- at theworldoffootball. Uh, you only say that at the end of every show. Info I at the world. It's been five weeks. I am out of practice. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious. I'm, curious I'm very if, curious if they too. do set up. You know, you would think they do something fans, like maybe not. Obviously, holders. not a lot go over there. But I'm sure know, some of the high rollers go over there. Oh, but yeah, but not your average fan. All your Jacksonville dentists or Duval <laughs> County. Uh, I don't know lawyers. Law- uh, there you go. Lawyers, attorneys, attorneys politicians. judges. Yeah, see, yeah, they're all over there. Probably Eat, eating crumpets and <laughs> sipping on tea and. Eating their fish and chips or their uh, uh, fish fingers and custard. That's for your Doctor Who fans out there. Ah. All right, moving on here. All NFL teams are going to be required to hire a minority assistant coach on the offense for the 2022 season as part of an ongoing diversity effort. The coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority. Why? I mean... Yes, I, I agree that there should be more diversity, but the NFL has done nothing. And now all of a sudden they're coming out and demanding that you you hire a minority. And I believe it was, what, Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seahawks, who came out and said, this this is ridiculous. If you want to make this kind of change, it needs to start at the top. It needs to stop in ownership. They need to start hiring minor, you know, right. owners. Evidently the owners will not do it unless they yeah. get mandated by the it's, commissioner. It's, or... Well, the commissioner can't mandate them. He does the bidding of the owners. So I don't know. I do think that while this is good, you know, get, we need diversity yes. in all these different aspects. They've been sorely lacking which in that. Which I'm fine with. Effort. I think it is odd that they're picking one particular side of the ball, you know, an offense. Right, yeah. And, and doing that it that too. way. I don't know. Maybe every year it'll change up just to, I don't know, Further diversify or slowly move, you know, the the wealth around. Hmm. But I I agree. Like you you might have potentially a team. Well, Denver's up for sale. Sell yeah. them to a minority ownership group. The Washington Football Team or the Washington Commanders might be up for sale <laughs> yeah. too after the, yeah. the hot water they are currently there's, in. There's been some rumors. Which, I don't I don't need, I don't even want to get into that. I know it's not on the rundown, but if it, you know, you know. It, it's so early; they they're not sure that they I know, can prove it's it. like rumored. If, if it's point, proven, then if it's yeah, proven, all oh, we'll talk about it. But, but if that Washington Commanders thing comes out to be true, mm-hmm. and that ownership it needs a new you know new right. ownership, I think the the other owners have to start looking at somebody who is not a crusty old white man. I'm sorry, <laughs> more women, more minority owners. You know, there are several other like athletes and people, you know, entrepreneurs and other aspects of the entertainment world you know rappers singers they can whatever. get together a group of them it doesn't they, have to be one get, guy they, they could get a group of but, them together. but if if a high-powered minority individual wants to buy an nfl team and can do it start the, the nfl has to change from the top down nothing ever changes from you know just fixing the middle of the sandwich if you're too if your loaf of bread on the top layer is soggy and nasty and white <laughs> all that stuff in the middle there it don't matter it's got to start from the top and work its way down. And this analogy is done because I'm not 100% confident in that analogy. <laughs> get me out of here, Randy. Please, segue. Do something. Oh, man. I'm watching you talk yourself into a corner. I'm loving this because talking about race as a, as a sandwich, that's a new one. Hold on. No, 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 no. no. no the, and if I, now you're just mixing my words up. I am saying 
the structure of the NFL is very much like a sandwich. And here, I guess I'm going to double down on my analogy. Thanks a lot. So you have the crusty white bread owners up at the top, right? That is your nasty, soggy bread uh-huh. at the top. In the middle there, you got your diverse ingredients in there. You got your cheeses. You got your uh, aioli mustard. You got your three different kinds of meats. You got your hams. You got your roast beef. And you got your turkey, whatever. Float your boat there. Good, sir. Then, underneath there, you got a nice, crispy group of lettuce. I don't know what the lettuce represents. All I know is it's on a sandwich. That's probably the referees. I don't know. (laughs) You hate lettuce on a sandwich. I do hate lettuce on a sandwich, but I wouldn't put it there. But if I sold sandwiches, uh, I would diversify, and I would make sure lettuce is on sandwiches. Then you throw in your tomatoes. You throw whatever other things you want in there, pickles, onions, what have you. Then you have another piece of white bread at the bottom. I don't know what that represents other than another soggy foundation for this league, and I'm done with this analogy. So you're saying something has to be done about the white buns? I'm saying I'm a whole wheat <laughs> bread eater. Um, I just like to see a, a nice uh, whole grain mix uh, in my bread from the top down. Okay. Moving on. It's been five weeks. <laughs> Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians is moving to the front office. Uh, some front office position. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what they said he was going to do. Maybe they don't even know. Shadow head coach. But uh, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is now going to be the team's new head coach. This comes at a really strange time. I mean, it's they just it's had the owners' m- meetings a month after the Super Bowl. You know, and on, now all of a sudden he's stepping right. down. Like I said, they had the owners' meetings. They took that big group picture with all the head coaches, which I don't think I'm not sure if Bruce Arians was in that photo or not. But they took the, you know, they always take the picture of all the head coaches together at this mm-hmm. meeting. I think Dan Campbell, Bill Belichick, and maybe Bruce Arians were the only coaches not there. I mm-hmm. can't remember. But I find it very strange, too. What t- weird timing. Like, this is the point where everybody's draft prepping. Right. And you're getting your, the staffs are all pretty right. much set. And now all of a sudden I have this shakeup, like, with Mr. Arians. It's very weird timing. I heard. Uh, some, that Tom Brady wants to be the shadow some, head coach? Some people on different uh sports talk shows, uh, mainland radio, uh, we're throwing it out there that now that Tom Brady has come out of retirement and come back to the team, that maybe he's putting that stipulation that he wants a different head coach. Maybe he and Arians didn't see eye to eye last year. That was the rumor. And if he's coming back, he wants more control over, you know, what he does. And uh, so, you know, they probably said, oh, oh, if you want to come back, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll switch head coaches for you. So I don't know. That's just a rumor, but I've heard that. And, uh, you know me and conspiracy theories. Whether it's uh, oh, speaking of that, al- aliens, Bigfoot, uh, Loch Ness monster. Can I show you something I literally sent today about you and conspiracy <laughs> theories to uh, my brother? Um, it's a great bit from the office. You didn't tell me about this. I haven't told you about this. I'm showing you this live right now oh, as we God. do. So there's a great bit on the office where uh, you know Dwight believes everything. But here we sure. go. The top line says, "When you see a conspiracy theory video on YouTube, and it is a picture from Dwight." Of Dwight from The Office, uh-huh. and the actual quote where he says, I don't believe you, continue. And, <laughs> and that is you. I told my brother, this is you watching your UFO shows. I don't believe you, continue. Just, just don't check my DVR to see what, I'm, <laughs> what I recorded overnight. God, how many, let's see. Every time I come over here, it's either Bigfoot videos, UFO videos, Loch Ness Monster videos, um... But no ghost, that stuff's fake. You've I've caught you watching ghost stuff. Yeah, don't I know, lie. but I, I don't believe oh, that. Oh, but that's anyway. fake. Yeah, okay, that's, UFO That's guy. all fake. Uh, ghosts are, there's no such things as ghosts. All right. His microphone stand starts moving around <laughs> without him touching it. Another thing that just happened, uh, was this yesterday? A couple days ago. Uh, the Eagles and the Saints make a major trade uh, 
uh, for draft picks. No players were involved, but right. they just swapped a bunch of draft picks. Um, bottom line, I kept looking at this, and I was reading this article, and, and I needed to see it in a chart kind of thing, which they did have there. But it just it gives me a headache thinking about this. But the bottom line is that now, in 2022, both of these teams, the Eagles and the Saints, are both going to have two first-round picks. The Saints are going to get the number 16 and the number 19 pick. The in the Eagles, first round, yep. Yeah, and the Eagles are going to have the 15th pick and the 18th pick. And sandwiched in between there, keeping your sandwich thing going on, is the Chargers at number 17. Uh, the Saints will also have uh, two first-round picks in 2023 as well. Um, okay, so that's not how I read that. So according to this from the official NFL Instagram page, the this is what re- the New Orleans Saints received. Two... 2022 first round picks that would be number 16 and 19 right, right which you that's, highlighted that's what I said. as well as a 2022 sixth round pick which is number 194 well sixth round, i don't care i'm just but, talking about first but round. then i'm trying to keep it simple i know but then on the eagle side what the eagles will receive is they are getting a 2022 first round pick at number 18 right then they're going to get a 2022 third round pick a 2022 seventh round pick a 2023 first-round pick, as well as a 2024 second-round pick. Well, they already had the number 15 pick, and that stayed with the right, Eagles. So with they, so they I get why having... you're saying they kept, they have two, but that, right. that made it confusing in terms of what the actual trade This was. whole thing is confusing. It gives me a headache it, it, just thinking about hold it. On, I know. It was rather weird seeing they made trades, and to see it just be picks... Yeah, no players. Somebody, involved. somebody somewhere feels like they've got to be the smart, or these two GMs, whoever made this deal for these two teams, got to feel like they're the two smartest guys in the league because this, whatever you're swapping picks, big deal. Unless there are certain guys that you think you can, will fall back that far. It's I don't understand where your logic comes from. I heard somebody it was uh, I don't know if it was Adam Schefter or who today, uh, but he was theorizing that this sets up, uh, I think the Eagles. Having two first-round picks next year to select a quarterback next year. I've heard that rumor too. I don't 100% buy that. Yeah, I don't know. I think who knows what they're thinking. It is weird to hedge your bets like that or to fall back to it next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. I think that that's just weird. Yeah. For this amount of pick swapping, I mean, then what's the point of the seventh round, the first? You know, I don't it, know. It's it's all over the map. So whatever, they're just picks at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think what'll be Interesting is if you go back and revisit this and be figuring out who picked who in those particular picks, mm-hmm. and then in a few years down the road, how well those picks pan out. That's about yeah. all that we can tell from this. Yeah, it's very very confusing. It just I, I didn't even want to talk about it at first because I just thought, man, I need more time to to dissect this thing and and see what's going on. But I thought I'd throw it in just because I understand now that each one each team is going to get two first round picks. This this year between the the 15th pick and the 19th pick they're both going to be picking twice so good for them i guess but man what a what a strange deal that was all right a little bit of cfl news uh touchdown atlantic game is on for this year it's going to be played on july 16th the toronto argonauts are going to be taking on the saskatchewan rough riders this game is going to be played at acadia university's raymond field in wolfville nova scotia now, they've been doing this for several years. They've been trying to drum up uh, you know, uh, interest in having a team out there in Nova Scotia on the, on the east coast of Canada. Uh, they're going to have the Atlantic Schooners in Halifax eventually, but, boy, I don't know what the status of that team is right now. Uh, a year or so ago, they were supposed to get 
uh, construction of a new stadium in Halifax to, to host this team, but that all fell through. And it's the same thing that happened back in the 80s when they first uh, granted an expansion team, you know, same name, the Atlantic Schooners, to Halifax. Uh, they, they, it fell apart when they couldn't uh, make a deal for a new stadium. So I don't know what's going on. You know, if they got a stadium with 30,000 seats, that's that's a big deal for the CFL. So it's not like they've got to have a $1.4 billion stadium like the Bills have. They can get by with a lot less, but, you know, it's Canada, so they don't, you know, they don't have the money that the NFL has, and they got to, you know, struggle and And, and they don't need the money every, the NFL has. Everything. Right, but, but uh, I, I hope they can get this worked out, but they are going to have another touchdown Atlantic uh, game this year. And like I said, July 16th, Argonauts and Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So I look forward to watching that. And another thing, uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi has tested positive for COVID and had to cancel an appearance in Montreal yesterday. You know, in the offseason, he goes around to all the CFL cities and he, you know, makes speeches and he talks with season ticket holders and local officials and whatnot. Uh, and he had to cancel his appearance in Montreal yesterday. But this just goes to show you, we're not out of the woods yet, folks. This no. COVID thing is still out there. You still got to be careful. You still might catch it. Uh, I'm looking at getting a second booster shot here yeah. pretty soon because uh, that's just been authorized here. And uh, I, I think uh, it's it's just the thing to do. So, yeah, the virus is still out there. Don't, yeah. don't take – I mean, it, yeah, it's a lot less powerful than it was, but you can still get it and be careful. All right, uh, National Arena League news. Teams reported to training camp uh, the other day, but I checked on their website, and they don't even have their schedule posted on their website yet. I don't know if they – did come out with it or if they have not put it out yet i don't know so all i can say is that teams are finally reporting now supposedly they're supposed to kick off their season towards the end of this month but without a schedule on their website it's hard to say so uh here's a little surprise i got some news from wrestlemania 38 oh, last, when did we turn into weekend. the wrestlemania world of <laughs> wrestlemania podcast well i i figured there's a couple of football connections in here so all I right, well I'd, let's get to it all right, uh, the two men with ties to the Minnesota Vikings were featured in the main event on Sunday. Roman Reigns, uh, whose real name is Joseph Anoa'i, and Brock Lesnar. Reigns played college football at Georgia Tech and signed as a free agent with the Vikings in 2007. Uh, he briefly played for the CFL's Edmonton Eskimos in 2008. Uh, he also had a tryout with the Jaguars, so he never, I mean, he was with the team, but he never got to the regular season roster or whatever, but he was he did sign with the uh, Vikings. And then Brock Lesnar played college football at Minnesota, and he also signed with the Vikings as a free agent in 2004. Uh, he was only there for the preseason, but, uh, you know, and, and didn't, make the, didn't make the team. So I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know that until just a few days ago, that they had both played, uh, or both been players for the Vikings. I did know that Roman Reigns uh, had played, had spent some time up in Canada, a few games, you know, maybe three, five games. I'm not sure, but uh, but he did. I did see a picture of him up there. And the other thing from WrestleMania was former Colts punter and current WWE announcer Pat McAfee also wrestled during that uh, evening's event. Uh, he wrestled a guy named Austin Austin Theory. And I guess he won that match technically. That is a technical win for yeah, him. But but then he got laid out by Stone Cold Steve Austin. You saw that. I saw that bit, yeah. <laughs> they were drinking a beer, and then he turned on him and yeah. put him in a, I don't know what you call his his power move. but Yeah, he I'm not sure. I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I saw the highlights. <laughs> Glorious. 
what a show Pat McAfee put on. Say what you will. I know you don't like him that much. You know, he's a big loud mouth. Eh, yeah. But he's definitely growing on me, and he's a heck of a personality. And the, the, to go into a ring like that yeah. and show some of the athleticism yeah. that he's still got. You know, he's oh. he's kind of... Uh, what do you want to say? Spongy around the middle. You know, he's not your your typical. Oh, he's uh, more fit than us. <laughs> well, true, but I mean, he's he doesn't look like the other wrestlers. This Austin no. Theory guy. I mean, he's like. Uh, I mean, shoot! Did you see the outfit he walked out on? Him was just black no. pants and a tank top. Oh, All these other yeah. guys got great outfits. Here he comes in just a, yeah. a black tank. But I mean, the guy he was wrestling was just. Uh, I mean, your your typical wrestler guy where he's got the six pack abs and he's just you know muscles everywhere. Uh, and then. <laughs> And then there's Pat McAfee. But these two have been going at it, I guess, for several oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, so. you, you got to sell it. Yeah. But yeah, man, got to have the backstory. Why are these two guys here? Why do they hate each other? Oh, so but much? Pat McAfee, man, he jumped up onto the, the corner of the ring there. Yep. And that was impressive in and it of was. itself. I was yeah. like, oh, Doing my. a suplex so off the oh, top rope boy. with this guy. That was pretty good. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> and, if, and if you get a chance, go watch Pat McAfee's show, recount his, uh, his time there at WrestleMania, because that was just as funny hearing him tell the story about. <laughs> doing all that it, it was pretty great and he, i mean the dallas cowboys cheerleaders oh yeah uh, i did see that <laughs> helped introduce him out mm-hmm. like oh boy what because it was at at yeah it was at stadium. at&t stadium yeah oh, oh man. man what that, that had to have been a lot of fun yeah, i just I'm didn't sure know it was a two-night event i didn't realize it was. i like didn't either nights. but yeah they they had like like an undercard uh the the first night uh they had a bunch of you know like uh, tag team matches and whatnot uh, the women's championship was was that night, and then they had several more matches the next night. You know, they're trying to get everybody in and get them, you know, to a. It sounded a like it was a event. success, and it obviously was. So I'm sure it'll always be a two night event from now on. All right, moving on. Uh, April Fool's Day was last week, and oh, could have uh, fooled me. Uh, you sent me this. I hadn't seen this, but uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, showed a, a new uniform. Oh, that was great. That was probably the best one <laughs> of all the the. Stuff that was out there was the Buffalo. They were, they were like out. black and red yeah. uniforms, and the helmet uh, it had uh, buffalo wings shaped like a buffalo yep. with like ranch dressing for that stripe. Yeah, they call it their <laughs> their city uniforms, like how the NBA has got all those special, you know, edition uniforms. Oh, yeah. that, you know, their city uniform. The Buffalo Bills did that with theirs, and yeah, it looks like a thing of chicken wings that with a awesome. thing of ranch sauce going down the <laughs> middle, like the stripe of the Buffalo Bills logo. It's that pretty was, good. I mean, I, I wasn't taken in by it, but and just but oh, the I fact know, that but somebody the, put so much work into this, I, uh, it, it, it was, was awesome. Great. Uh, the only other one I saw was one of the local Detroit sports networks. You know, the little not well. I won't say they're like us because they actually have a following. The Woodward Sports Network over there in Detroit posted a picture of uh, a quote unquote trade where the Lions were getting Kyler Murray. Yeah, I saw and that, and I knew it. Like I, it almost had me for like a second. I was like, <laughs> "You're kidding!" And I was like. Oh wait, it is April first, and yeah. I'm not seeing this anywhere else but this place. So, yeah, April yeah. Fools. There, there were a lot of things going on. I've that seen day. better. Yeah, it, well, yeah. In fact, uh, I was going to mention a couple of them. Uh, two of them that really stand out, or ones that happened from the CFL uh, over the last few years. Uh, was it last year or year before? It was uh, three or four years ago at this point. I want to say it was they, like one of the first years we did this podcast. Yeah, they came out and they said that Hamilton and Toronto were no, no, this merging. okay. That that thing was way back in the day. I remember. Really? I, I remember being in high school when they did that. Bit. Okay, but I remember us doing the podcast and the 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 bit was the aircraft carrier game. Yeah, 
And I almost bought that too. I was like, yes. "Wow, that'll be cool." Then I was really disappointed <laughs> when I figured out it was a, a joke. We're still disappointed to this day that they're not going to play a game you because should, all you need are four aircraft carriers to all be parked next to each other. No, I, I, the which picture they had it was just on one ship. But one giant, they can make. Come on, Canada. You what know, are you done, doing? They've done basketball games, you know, college basketball games. I don't know if NBA has, but they've done them on arena know, football and these on ships game on before. Aircraft and, carrier. Uh, uh, that was that was pretty cool, but yeah, this was this was one of the better uh, ones as far as the CFL goes. They ha- they've had two really good ones over the years. Yeah, that one and then the one in high school, which was the merger between the right. Argonauts. What were they going to call them? The the Argo Cats. Argo Cats. Because I, I remember sitting there in in a computer lab in high school, mind you, this was like two thousand seven, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing them put a banner outside of one of the stadiums saying "Home of the." I can't remember if it was the Hamilton dash Toronto Argo cats or something like that. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. And I was duped for a minute. I was like, Oh my God, they're emerging <laughs> CFL teams now. Well, we talked a little bit. Go earlier. look that up everybody. Yeah. We looked, uh, talked a little bit earlier about uh, arena football TV on YouTube, which is a place we love. Uh, they just posted a, a couple of games, uh, in the last few days. And one of them was a 1998 game between the Iowa barnstormers and the Nashville cats. This was a year after uh, Kurt Warner had gone on to the St. Louis Rams, so he's not a part of this game. But uh, Mike Golick was in the booth for this game, so that's always kind of interesting. It's not just the games on the field, but it's who's in the booth for these games. They had some really big-name uh, people, and Mike Golick did many arena football games uh, there. So uh, go check that out on uh, Arena Football TV on YouTube. We do have a couple of birthdays today. April 5th It's uh, a birthday, uh, born on this date, Coach Pop Warner. Born in 1871, he died in 1954 at the age of 83. He played and coached later at Cornell University. He also coached at the Carlisle Indian School, where he got to coach a guy you may have heard of, Jim Thorpe. And he also went with Jim Thorpe to the Olympics. Uh, Was that in Sweden? Stockholm? Maybe? I can't remember, but it was over in Europe. Uh, The two of them went on a ship. There was a third guy uh, doing track and field, and uh, so he got to go over there with them. And uh, he, he, years later, he was at Stanford University where he coached Ernie Nevers and uh, led that team to the 1924 Rose Bowl where they lost to Newt Rockney and the Four Horsemen of Notre Dame who won a national championship by beating uh, Pop Warner and Ernie Nevers. But uh, Warner also coached at the University of Pittsburgh and at Temple and he appeared as himself in the 1940 movie Newt Rockney All-American. I've got that on DVD, and it's kind of weird. At, at, at the end, you see him, and you see Amos Alonso Stagg. They're, uh, they're at some uh, rules committee meeting or something, uh, and they actually get there, and they play themselves, and they actually make little speeches about uh, you know Newt Rockney. So that was, that's pretty awesome. Check that out. The other birthday to that today is uh, that of Ted Nesser. Born on this date in 1883, he died in 1941 at the age of 58. He is one of the six famous Nesser brothers who played for the Columbus Panhandles. Uh, At the time, uh, before the NFL, they were playing in the Ohio League. And then that team actually uh, joined the NFL, or the uh, uh, APFA at the time. But uh, So he did actually coach and play in the NFL from 1920 to 21. And, and his son, Charlie, also played on the Panhandles team in 1921. Uh, Ted Nesser played several positions, and he was also the team coach. So uh, a couple of uh, famous birthdays today uh, in uh, football history. Uh, one last story uh, deals with college football. 
defensive back Deontay Griffin, the grandson of running back Archie Griffin, commits to Ohio State as a preferred walk-on. I'm not sure what a preferred walk-on is, Hmm. Uh, but uh, he's committed to Ohio State just like his famous grandfather. And the reason I bring this up is because that leads right into today's history lesson. Well, how about a quick history lesson before you go into your history lesson? A preferred walk-on offer means the coach would like you on the team but cannot or won't offer any financial assistance, at least for the first year. Hmm. Preferred walk-ons can earn a scholarship going into their second season, but nothing is guaranteed. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you for... Yeah. Uh, you, you'd be amazed at what a quick Google search will do when you're looking for something that you don't know what it is. Thanks for actually contributing something to the show today that uh, I didn't have to do all by myself. Well, great. Well, you do this history lesson, then I'm going to go take a bathroom <laughs> break. All right. Uh, today's history lesson is about Archie Griffin, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. The first Heisman Trophy was awarded back in 1935. Halfback Jay Burwanger from the University of Chicago was awarded the trophy, which at the time was known as the Downtown Athletic Club Trophy. Burwanger was selected with the first overall pick in the very first NFL draft in 1936 by the Philadelphia Eagles, but he never did play in the NFL. Over the years, many great players from schools across the country have won the annual award, but no one had ever won it twice. That was until Archie Griffin, a running back who played at Ohio State University from 1972 to 1975, won back-to-back Heisman trophies in 1974 and 1975. In just the second game of his freshman year, Griffin ran for a school record 239 yards against North Carolina. In his last three seasons at Ohio State, he ran for 100 or more yards in 31 consecutive games. During his four seasons at Ohio State, Griffin helped lead the team to a record of 40 wins, 5 losses, 1 tie, and 4 Big Ten Conference titles. He is also the only player to ever start in four consecutive Rose Bowl games. He ran for 1,695 yards and 12 touchdowns in 1974 when he won his first Heisman, and 1,450 yards and four touchdowns in 1975 when he won his second. The Buckeyes finished the regular season with a record of 10-1 in 1974, and they were 11-0 in 1975. Griffin was then selected with the 24th overall pick in the 1976 NFL Draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. He played in Cincinnati from 1976 to 1982. In his seven NFL seasons, Griffin carried the ball 696 times for 2,833 yards and scored seven touchdowns. He also had 195 receptions for 1,621 yards and six touchdowns. He played in Super Bowl XVI, which was played at the Pontiac Silverdome. The Bengals lost to the San Francisco 49ers that day, 26-21. In the game, Griffin ran the ball just one time for four yards. His best rushing season in the NFL was 1979, when he carried the ball 140 times for 688 yards, but scored no rushing touchdowns. He also had 43 receptions that year for 417 yards and two touchdowns. 
He retired after the 1982 season, but in 1985 he came out of retirement and signed with the Jacksonville Bulls of the USFL. He played sparingly that season, rushing only 10 times for 11 yards and scored no touchdowns. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1986, and his jersey number, 45, was retired by the Buckeyes in 1999. Griffin also had two brothers who also played in the NFL. Keith Griffin was a running back for the Washington Redskins from 1984 to 1988. His other brother, Ray Griffin, was a defensive back with Cincinnati from 1978 to 1984, meaning that Archie and Ray were Bengals teammates from 1978 to 1982. Archie Griffin's pro football career may not have been as stellar as other Heisman Trophy winning running backs like Tony Dorsett or Barry Sanders, but there is no denying that he was one of the greatest running backs ever in college football history. And he has a pair of Heisman statues to prove it. See, it's stories like this that just goes to prove you do not need a great NFL or professional career to be remembered in football history because even a great you know, four-year, whatever, college career, right. it makes you the stuff of legend. Yeah. Two Heisman trophies is nothing to sneeze at. Right. You know, I've always said that uh, just because you win Heisman doesn't mean you're going to be a great NFL player. <coughs> Rodney Pete. <coughs> it, ju- it just means that you are a great college player, and that's all the award is. You know, They're not saying right. you're the best player that's going to go on and have a great NFL career. Right. You are the best at this level, the college level, and, and that's all it should be. Yeah. You know, if somebody does not go on to it, have it a does not NFL, translate to NFL it success. It shouldn't matter. No. Yeah. Okay. Upcoming events. Uh, tomorrow, the XFL has some kind of a big announcement. They've got a, a countdown clock on Twitter, I think I saw. Uh, where I don't know what they're going to announce. I don't know if they're going to announce the, their teams. Maybe you know, just the cities. Team names. Or, yeah, maybe just the cities. are Because I was, I was, it's too early for team names, I think. But well, I don't know. I think we could get the they cities maybe. But. Depending on the size of this announcement, the seismic activity this could generate, we may or may not have to do a World of Football overtime video, which mm. you can find over on our YouTube channel where we will cover stories that don't make it onto this show during the week, yep. and we'll make them a nice little video on all their own for us to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll find out tomorrow what that is, and we'll, we'll, if we we'll even, repost yeah. it when we find out. And, and maybe uh, do a video on it if it's worthy. Just, we'll do a video, yep. Saturday, April 16th, the USFL season begins in Birmingham with a game between the Birmingham Stallions and the New Jersey Generals. Uh, April 23rd, the National Arena League season is supposed to begin. Again, like I said, I've not seen their schedule, so uh, I don't know. I'm not sure where I got that date from, but uh, still no schedule on their website. Do a better job, NAL. All right, uh, Thursday, uh, April 28th through the 30th, the NFL draft in Las Vegas. Tuesday, May 3rd, the CFL draft is going to take place. That's just a conference call between all the teams. There'll be some uh, coverage on TV up in Canada. I don't know if we'll see much of it. But Edmonton, the Edmonton Elks, have the number one pick in this year's draft. Uh, Thursday, June 9th, the CFL regular season begins with a game between uh, Montreal at Calgary. And Thursday, August 4th, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game in Canton between the Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of things going on Thursday. You know, the NFL draft is a Thursday. The right. CFL starts on Thursday night. The NFL preseason starts on Thursday night. And the regular season is going to start on Thursday night. Right. A lot of Thursday football. Hey, you got to keep Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit busy, okay? The oh. new Thursday night football team. Oh, yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else 
Did you want to insult me with or uh, uh, humiliate me uh, with? No, we... nothing to insult you with. All I'll say is that uh, there's no current NFL breaking news. Okay. Um, we should be good uh, this week. What a boy. Uh, Weird, weird getting back <laughs> into this groove. It's been a rough show, but uh, we, we made it, and uh, I don't know when we'll take a break again. Well, I do know. Uh, actually, uh, your mom and I are going to be going uh, out of town uh, in May, so we probably Oh, I guess be... i got to do a podcast all by myself then. Uh-oh. Yeah, right. Like you could write all this stuff. Actually, no, you know what? Challenge accepted. <laughs> we will do the Randy's Not Home show. I will get my brother to come in. He will be oh, my co-host, geez. and we will out-show you in every facet. Fine. Fine. There we go. Whatever. It is set in stone. I'm going to text him right now. What day is that? <laughs> uh, the week of the, the 15th of May. Okay, so gotcha. All right, I'm sending the text right now. Do your thing. All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. If you learned something during this podcast about the incredible amount of diversity that exists in the world of football, but maybe not in the NFL, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, videos, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. You can like The World of Football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo. You can also follow our Twitter, uh, our Twitter account. The address is also at TWOF Kalamazoo. New episodes of this very podcast are posted on Tuesdays and are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is The World of Football Kalamazoo. So please subscribe, rate, review, leave us a like, leave a comment, let us know what you think, and please come be a part of the football conversation. And remember, folks, some people may love football more than we do, but nobody, and I mean nobody, loves more football than we do. Until next time, I'm Randy Snow. And if uh, my brother falls through, I guess I'm going to have to start vetting people to be my co-host for the May 17th show. Oh, your uh, brother-in-law, maybe? Um, <laughs> you sure you want that fool on no. a microphone? <laughs> I don't want you fool on my microphone well, either. Well, too bad. It's going to happen. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs>